The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, it's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Welcome to another edition of City Quick Connect podcast, legislative edition, or should I say, regional advocacy meeting edition. Almost halfway. Welcome, Scott. Good morning. On this gorgeous, chilly morning. It is comfortable. It's not unpleasant. I'll put it that way. Right. Well, unpleasant for you is like 45 But the humidity's supposed to come back later this week. Of course it is. is, We're we're recording this, what, Wednesday the 14th. Today's the 14th? Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, Yeah, it's the 14th. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday, 14th September. Right. So it is is pleasant outside. It's very nice. Yes. Um, Let's talk about... The regional advocacy meetings today, mm-hmm. and let's let everybody know what we where we've already been and what we've already heard and talked about, and then we will kind of tease the last six. We've done four. Yes, we started the day after Labor Day, which in hindsight probably was not the best idea on my part, but I had to get them all in. Right, I had to get them all in. Well, I mean, everybody was back to work. That's back right. To school. That's so, right. It you was. Know. It was time. Back into the routine. Um, this was the first time that we have done these in person since 2019. Yes. We had to cancel 2020. And then in 2021, right after our annual meeting last two summers ago, Delta just exploded. Well, we did them virtually in 2020. And 21. And 21. Right. But we did them virtually. We kind of virtual, the virtual ones were the, when we were really just learning how to do things virtually in 2020. That's right. Uh, That's but right. I thought we had good participation. Absolutely. Even then. Absolutely. We didn't um, want to cancel them because no. we still needed the information. We wanted to engage. Particularly um, since we were on the cusp of a new two-year session. That's exactly right. So we had to do it. Which is where we are now. Right. On the cusp of a new two-year session. Two years later. That's right. Isn't that crazy? Well, it feels like it was yesterday. Well, because, you know, the COVID was ongoing for so long. That's but, very true. But now that it's over, I mean, let's get back to Scott, business. Scott, COVID is not over. Well. It's not the, as... You, you get sick. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least, you know, people aren't dying in droves and ending up in the hospital and like we're, they were. And, and there is the vaccination. The vaccines. I'm, Which I'm, if you've talked to your doctor and your family members and you feel like you should get the vaccine I'm, and it would benefit you, then I think yeah. you should... I'm double vaxxed and double boosted. Nice. I'm waiting, I'm, not, on, I'm waiting on the new super, super booster. It is. It's out. out. Is it? My mom just got the super boost. Oh, really? Yeah. How long is that good for? Um, Six months? I don't know. Whatever. I haven't gotten the super boost yet because they didn't let young people get it. <laughs> they didn't open up the booster for young folks. Like Here it me. is. It's the obligatory <laughs> reference to my <laughs> age and my advancing age. According to some. I have to get it in where I can. You know what I mean? <sighs> let's get so to So we started off in, well, first of all, let's talk about this. I know we've done a podcast about regional advocacy meetings, but. That was the preview. The, the preview, right. The point of these meetings is several things. We want to share information and we want to get information. We also want to just be there to talk with you and enjoy a excellent meal um, where it's closer to our members. Yeah, closer to home. Closer to home. Um, We went to Rock Hill on September 6th, and we enjoyed Dixie Pig catering. Yes. 
And the peanut butter pie was, yes, delicious. was delicious. Had a, had a good crowd up there. Had, had some a, good questions. Had, had a good some, crowd. Had some new council members and mayors who attended for the first time, which is good. Which is wonderful. Yep. Got some good information from Rock Hill. Had a nice crowd at the Rock Hill Oper- Operations Center. Yep. Um, then the next day, we went to Walterboro to the new Walterboro Wildlife Center. Yes. That place was beautiful. Funded in part by the Municipal Association's Hometown Economic Development Grant. That's exactly right. This, this A small is not, part. This is not a sponsored podcast. A However, <laughs> the, head, the hedge, yeah, exactly. hedge could do that. Yeah. Um, we had a wonderful meal in Walterboro um, with the Old House Cafe catering. Mm-hmm. So far, the macaroni and cheese in Walterboro has been a fan favorite. I think so, yes. And that was a beautiful, beautiful place. We had great participation in from our Low Country Cog. Mayor Young and Jeff Molinari, who's the uh, city manager down there, had accounted for all of the wild animals at the Wildlife Center. So that was reassuring. There'd been no escapees that morning. But we did see Jenny and I got we spent some time looking at the baby alligator that they had. And they have some uh, big bass, largemouth bass they do. in the tank. They have lots there of lots the, of snakes. Yeah, too, which was a well, little. It's, it's representative of right. the uh, of the Ace area. Basin, yeah, of the exactly. area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really nice. They have a beautiful amphitheater behind the Wildlife Center with kind of a gazebo pergola type of thing. They said they have lots of events. It's there. a converted car dealership, a fifties era, forties mm-hmm. era car dealership property. So, very, uh, very, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Good, good conversation there. Um, I think I think there were two cities with all their councils yeah. present, which was. Um, which was great. They had some great ideas. So no action was taken by any of those councils when they were there in attendance. None, or in the <laughs> Just, van ride over. Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, then that Thursday we had our meeting in kind of the conference room of the Manning Fire Department. Yes, this was last week. Mm-hmm. Right, last week, and we had um, barbecue, which mm-hmm. we also had fried chicken. I think that's probably the best fried chicken. It was really good. It was really, really good. The Manning Fire Department, it's a it's a small, full, fully it's a filled up fire department. There's yes. a they got a lot of equipment in a little bit of space. That's so right. It made me feel right at home. And I was we, so happy. Um we really the the firefighters chief the chief, they were so hospitable and so yep. kind. They helped us. Yep. They ate with us. Um and we had we had an entire row of mayors. Do you remember that? It yeah. was like one city manager at the end, but it started off with the mayor of Sumter and went all the way down, and all the mayors just kind of happened to sit on the same row. Yeah, we had a good crowd in that uh, in that room too. Yeah, so that was some good discussion. There was no alarm during that time. Nope, boys didn't get a call. Um, so, uh, which I was I was disappointed. Yeah. I was hoping that there was going to be something that. You know that happened. You wanted to hop in the truck. So we would have had to hold Casey back. Absolutely, I'd have thrown some gear and jumped in the, and said, "Let's ride." Jumping into the truck. Then the last one we did yesterday, uh, the last one of the September meetings was in Hartsville. Another great crowd. It was at the addition at the Hartsville Museum, mm-hmm. and the addition was set up. They have been enjoying a murder mystery dinner theater yep. there, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of set up for that. But again, wonderful hospitality from the staff in Hartsville. Um, everybody made us feel so welcome. Everything looked wonderful and was set up. They had little Certsy bags. And that's our biggest attendance so far. Yeah, that was in the 40s. Yeah. 40s, 50s. Yeah. Um, Leanne from Bizzles catered and it was delicious. You know, you questioned my choice of a menu. Yeah, you told me what we were having and I I'd like wasn't to point that ter- out to I everyone. wasn't particularly looking forward to it, but I was very pleasantly surprised and enjoyed it. I think like the blueberry 
pineapple, you know, like so kind of dump pineapple cake in and that. then okay. the chocolate cobbler. Oh, so I didn't ask, but I thought with that. The, yeah. With the Cool Whip. Erica made a comment about the amount of Cool Whip that I put on my blueberry cobbler. But, yeah, uh, she did. But listen, Cool Whip, my children love Cool Whip. I love Cool Whip. They also love Ready Whip because they just like to yeah, just like spray it, it in there. Yeah, yeah, it's so it unsanitary. So we are taking a little break for the rest of September because of travel and conferences and meetings. And then we start back up October the 5th in Greenwood at the Art Center where we have been a lot of times before. Yep. Um, and then, then the next week we have three in a row. Yep. We're going to Somerville, Spartanburg, and Conway. And then that last, next to the last week in October, I believe, or three weeks away, we're in Casey at the Casey City Hall and then in Aiken to wrap everything up on October 20th. And it's not too late to sign up for those. Oh, not at all. We would love for you to still register. In fact, I got some more registrations um, this morning for the rest of these meetings. And even, you know, if you live somewhere else and you couldn't make the one in your area that's already happened, yeah. please sign up for something else. I promise you a delicious meal of food. It's free. Fellowship. No cost. You might laugh a, a couple times. Um, you'll get some good information. You'll have an opportunity to share information with us. Which is what I really want everyone to do. I want us as the Municipal Association staff to be a net receiver of information from city officials about Absolutely. what we can do for them, not just in the legislatively at the, at the General Assembly, but it, it, in any other way that we as the association could serve, better serve cities and towns. As I suggested yesterday or asked yesterday, is there something that we're doing that we could do better? Is there something that we're not doing that we should be doing uh, as, an, as an association? And it doesn't matter you know, where the, the, the change would need to be made right. from the legislative level all the way down to the training level or, or whatever. So uh, we want people come to come prepared to offer suggestions and ideas for what we need to do for them. And yesterday, Scott, you asked everybody about how we are delivering information, mm -hmm. specifically legislative information. Um, sometimes when I say, hey, my name is Casey Fields and I'm the manager for municipal advocacy, I'll say, and if you've never heard me say that while you're listening to a podcast, then you clearly don't know we have an award-winning, in our minds, yeah. podcast <laughs> about legislative issues. Right, right. And I got, when I said that in Hartsville yesterday, I got some of these. Like, I got some nods. She's nodding her head. Probably. I got some nods. I did not get the blank stare into outer space. Like, right. what are you talking about? Right. But we did go over our legislative outreach, you know, the... The, from the weekly reports and the podcast and Uptown Update and all the things that we do. Um, I know how people seem to be, you know, they, they seem to be satisfied. I know Howie and Sumter listens because he asked me which green bean I had preferred yes. so far. So, yeah, we talked about that. On that the is cast. what I love. And so far, we've just had like stewed cut green beans. Well, we've not had the dry fried Herico bear. Yeah, no, the. The, uh, the good ones, the, like the Italian style. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't like those. Of course not. So what have we heard from folks so far that we should, I mean, we could talk about that now. As a matter of, <laughs> matter of fact, breaking news uh, oh, yeah. today, this morning. It's the like South last Ca night when I sent you the yeah, thing. The yesterday. South Carolina Policy Council, which is a, 
a think tank of sorts here in Colombia, they are releasing uh, some sort of a report uh, about short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. And they, cl- they, they characterized it in their press release as an investigative report. Not sure right. what that means. I don't know why that would. Investigating people that take advantage of Airbnbs so, or... Yeah, so they're going to release some sort of a report Airbnbs? this morning uh, about short-term rentals and the friction between short-term rental operators, owners, uh, permanent residents, mm-hmm. and local governments probably in particular and how they are seeking to get a handle on the proliferation of short-term rentals in their cities and towns. So, and they're going to, the, the press release mentioned something that they're going to make some suggestions as to how to mm-hmm. help handle solve it. some of these problems. So right. that'll be interesting. That'll be an interesting read. I would uh, commend that to people once uh, they release that by the time this podcast comes out, right? that it should be report out. will have been released and probably gotten a little bit of ink, but you know, um, there was a good story in the Post and Courier last weekend about Hilton Head Island, mm-hmm. their efforts to get a handle on short-term rentals. And as we've pointed out at each of the RAMs, at each of the regional advocacy meetings, we know that short-term rentals is probably going to be an issue that we'll be dealing with at the state level in the General That's Assembly right. come January. It has been for session. the last two years yeah, but, pretty intensely. It, so. But it, I mean, it hasn't been, it hasn't really been push to the forefront like some other issues have but i expect that that it's probably going to get a lot more traction right because cities and towns mayors and and municipal council members across the state more and more of them are realizing these these this new business model is providing is posing challenges to permanent residents and to local governments who are being asked by those residents to respond in some way to address the issues that they That's these right. short-term rentals cause sometimes in neighborhoods. I, you know, my guess and my experience would be that, you know, the vast majority of short-term rental operators are doing it well. Um, these things aren't causing issues, but when you get into a party house situation, That's right. when you get into overcrowding, noise, parking issues. And you're um, beside a full-time resident whose home yeah, is there. Yeah. So it, it, it's, uh, it's something that is worthy of a response by the local government, by the municipal council, right. by the county council. We do not, as a, as a municipal association at this point, we have not seen anything that is worthy of a state-level approach to dealing with short-term rentals. Correct. Except for except for the the need of cities and towns to get cooperation from state agencies who can compel VRBO, Airbnb to tell us where these short-term rentals are located. Mm-hmm. We can't find where these things are located. So cities are having to employ third parties to come in and do research and use technology to try and identify these properties when there are state agencies who could get that information very easily right. uh, and share that with cities and counties across the state. That hasn't happened yet. You know, if, if the state, if the General Assembly were interested in doing something about short-term rentals, that would be probably the best first step mm-hmm. is to compel the sharing of information from the state level down to the local level about what they know about short-term rentals. but And thank you for coming to Scott's TED Talk. Well, 
<laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> That's right. We'll get there. Listen, we could do we could do a whole podcast on short term rentals. Well, so just a little soup to nuts on so, short term rentals. Yeah. So so. That's something that we brought up and let folks know at the regional advocacy meetings that it's something we know that right. is going to be in front of We've us. We've also heard enclave annexation every single time um, at these meetings and ask what can be done about it, any kind of annexation reform, um, but particularly enclave annexation. Donut holes, enclaves, uh, as everyone knows, these are pieces of county that are entirely surrounded by a city or town. Um, they present all sorts of service delivery issues for not only the city, but the counties as well. Scott, in, in your experience, what, and I know, I know the, the legislation that we've introduced talks about the certain size, like the, yeah. re, the requirements, but how, how big and how small have you seen enclaves kind of in your study of enclave annexation? I think most enclaves are below that 25 acre threshold mm-hmm. that we've included in, in legislation they're smaller. in the they're, past. It's like a small neighborhood or a street right. or right. they're not these huge. No, we're not talking about hundreds and thousands of acres. Right. We're talking about small yep. pieces of county that just for whatever reason have either been overlooked or not probably not even overlooked, but that somehow they've evaded the opportunity or not taken advantage of the opportunity or mm-hmm. they've not been compelled, which is nearly impossible in South Carolina, to annex into the city. Right. So a bill that we've had introduced a couple of times and had a little bit of movement on in the past uh, sets that threshold at 25 acres or less, mm-hmm. and that property would have to have been surrounded by the city limits for at least five years, mm-hmm. which in, in I can't imagine all but maybe just a small handful of cases, these places have been surrounded by the mm-hmm. city forever. Uh, they're just sort of, I, 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 would, I would almost characterize them as like legacy Or kind leftovers. of forgotten, you know, right. like people don't even realize. Yeah, yeah. I always ask, what color is your trash can? What color right. is your Herbie Kirby? Then you'll know. I had a right. friend of mine, Scott, this has probably been 10 years ago. She called me and said, Casey, I live, I just, you know, I bought my house and I realized that it's in Richland County, but it, but I'm one house away from the city of Forest Acres. Mm-hmm. And she said, I want to be in the city of Forest Acres. Yeah. And I said, well, call the city and tell them. I said, all they got to do is move the sign back one house. I said, <laughs> right. then you'll right. be in the city of Forest Acres. Right. And she said, yeah, I mean, I just want all that the city has to offer and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what you're going to do? You're going to write a, a letter to the editor. And she goes, wait, what? And so I wrote it for her. Yeah. And she submitted it and the state newspaper ran it. Yeah. I mean, this is 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. But it was about how, you know, I, I want to live in a city because of what all the city has to offer. What was the article that I sent you? It was about how people are flocking to centralized urban areas, and well, I yeah. can't remember the name, but yeah, that's because a, of mm-hmm. that amenities was in the well. and mm-hmm. all the different things that cities are offering. Well, look, city, offer now. cities are, yeah, cities are the economic drivers in our Absolutely. state. Absolutely. Uh, because they offer, uh, you know, we're talking, we're preaching to the choir here, but That's right. cities offer all of the amenities, the cultural opportunities, the, the heck, I mean, uh, you know, sports, you name it, recreation opportunities yep. across the state. People want to live near those things. And, uh, you know, as a nation, we are migrating out of the rural areas into more suburban and urban environments. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's holding true here in South Carolina. I mean, just look at where the census has told us everybody has moved to 
uh, over the last 10 years, and it's the the larger metro areas Mm -hmm. in in the state, because of those amenities that also attract business and jobs. That's right. um, We've talked also about economic, speaking of that, we've talked about economic development incentives, any sort of incentive that would help, um, you know, towns bring in smaller business not necessarily not necessarily industry or yeah. huge manufacturing but but small businesses um to downtowns and to areas we've talked about um infrastructure i think in manning it was um brought up that ha- what do you need to attract business infrastructure help yeah. we want to be able to push right. out those water sewer lines um as far as we can um we have also talked about, um, Erica and Joni have told everybody about the opioid grants Mm -hmm. and the ARP, the state ARP infrastructure grants coming out of Rural Infrastructure Authority and the Office of Resilience. Um, So we've we've had a lot of discussion. Attainable housing came up yesterday. Attainable homelessness, attainable attainable housing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's come up before. That's not the first time. I was actually kind of surprised that that, that had well, that, I think that was the first time that had come up at one of the four mm-hmm. regional advocacy meetings this year. Yeah, which I was sort of surprised by that. I would have expected that would have come up before now, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of ideas about how to deal with and provide more attainable housing, but there's very little consensus on how to provide that, aside from. What Greenville County is provi- is is proposing to do, and I'm I'm, not, I'm I'm I know that others have done this, and that is to pr- propose incentives mm-hmm. to developers to make some of their right. units within a particular development attainable housing. Right, attainable. So, yeah, that's something that we would need to do. We need to do more of that. I, you know, the low income housing tax credit that got uh, capped at $25 million so. by the General Assembly this year when it, it they could they could issue $150 million in credits right. for that program. And I think, I, I thought it was a mistake for them to cap it mm-hmm. at the $25 million uh, because it has been so wildly popular and successful. Uh, if we need more attainable housing, then I would think that you would want to raise that cap, but we'll work on that going forward too. Right, right. I think that's a good issue to to do. We've we've heard a lot of a lot of good things, a lot of um, a lot of things people are working on. We've also, you know, Todd opens up the meeting and talks Todd about Glover, our executive about, right. director. Yes, he um he opens up the meeting and talks about our civility initiative. Yes, and how we are pushing um, mayors and councils to adopt the civility pledge to say the civility pledge and to just be respectful yeah. of each other's opinions. You may not agree with them, but you know, you and I don't always agree. Yeah. All of our regional ad- advocacy we're, meetings we're have very been very disrespectful. Civil. No, they've been very obviously <laughs> civil and cordial. Yes. Obviously. So. But we're, we're handing out more pins, more, we have rack cards now instead yep. of the brochures and we've got brand new pop-ups that were taken to all the meetings Very with exciting. the pledge on it and all the different ways that you can be civil. Lots I think of good I need branding. To, I think I need to take one of those pop-ups and put them up in my house and just let, you know, everybody look at it every once in a while. Yeah. Like when the kids start brawling it out, like look at it and be like, hey, look, check this one out. Well, you can, you can wear beat your each, pen. They can beat up each other civilly, you know. Like, yeah, uh, when they until get somebody gets hurt. Yeah, and, that's you know, all. That or hollering happens. and carrying on and... <laughs> What else, Scott? Do we need to talk about well, for the regional meetings? I, I really want people to come. So if you are, 
If you're listening to this and you're hesitant or your schedule doesn't allow you to come to the one in your area, please feel free to um, come to another one. I just want, I want folks to come with ideas. Come tell us what you need. Right. Um, come brag on something that you're doing. That might give us a plan a seed another an idea. idea, or it could give another city an idea to come talk to you and they could replicate it in their city. Absolutely. So, uh, come ready to talk during the participation part of the meeting, which is the That's right. whole second half of the meeting, uh, participate, come That's and right. talk. Don't, uh, don't come and sit on your hand. Don't be shy. Don't be white. Cause we certainly are not. No, that's right. We certainly are not. Scott, thanks for joining me again. It's just great to see you and see, you know. I've enjoyed being in the car. We uh, always <laughs> contribute to the local economy when we oh, go yeah. to towns. We haven't even talked about yesterday <laughs> at Wild Heart Brewing. We got a personal tour and tasting of a brewery in Hartsville, South Carolina. Wild Heart Brewing. Mayor, owned by the mayor, yeah, mayor Hartsville Casey Mayor Hancock. Casey yeah. Hancock. Uh, He's got a great name. Gave us a great uh, a great tour of his of his fabulous brewery, That's and then right. we went by went to Macby and That's right. Got some stuff at Biggs and McLeod Peaches, and yeah, we had a great time. We're always uh, spending our money there. Listen, I, I like to i I like to get t shirts. I don't need any more t shirts, but I love a good soft t shirt. Yeah, and I'd love to you know whenever we go somewhere else, I'll buy a t shirt. I don't buy t-shirts much anymore. Well, I, just, I don't. I don't know why. Have I've, you ever have, have you plenty. ever seen the um, Saturday Night Live skit Debbie Downer? Yes, of course. Yeah, okay. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I don't buy t-shirts. <laughs> I have too many. Please I have, a, I have a. I have a. You know, I've got hundreds of t-shirts that I've bought over the years. You know what I told most you to of do them are them. in the archive. Well, you need to get them out of the archive. Make them into a blanket. I need for your to children. give them. No, I need to give them away. If anybody's interested in. Uh, a, <laughs> A ton of fire sponsored, department t-shirts. Sponsored by Scott's t-shirt collection. Yeah, fire department t-shirts, uh, vintage t-shirts. Now there are a few I'll hold back. Maybe Wild Heart Brewing could sponsor one episode. And by sponsor, I mean bring us some little tasting cups and we could rate it like when we're as well, we're doing the podcast. We've been floating this idea a number and of years. And toward the end of the podcast, it would get real kind of you know, loosey goosey after we'd been sampling all those beers. Anyway, please uh, register. We have six more regional advocacy meetings during the month of October. Please register for those and bring your ideas and thoughts to the meeting. Enjoy a wonderful meal, great fellowship, and learn some good information. You can register at www.masc.sc. All registrations online. So please go on and complete the registration form online. Keyword regional advocacy meeting. The meetings are free. But we also need a headcount for lunch and handouts. Yeah. So please make sure you do that. Um, if you're listening to us um, on Apple Podcasts, good for you. You can also hear us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Audible. So in other words, we're taking over. We're going viral. Did you put did SoundCloud? You SoundCloud? I don't that's have a SoundCloud on this list. Yeah, we we always we're always on SoundCloud. That's that's the OG. Oh, how about that? Right. And SoundCloud. Yeah. Thanks everybody for joining us, and we'll see you on the road in October. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.